have to be strong and it teaches them that you can't coward because of somebody who's much littler than you or a female. I mean, a female could, could running at them with knives and they're going to sit there and, you know, oh, you're a female. So, I mean, it's good. It's definitely good. But I think the women in the martial arts, like I said, brings a lot to the table. Definitely. No doubt about it. We're all little fighters. We're little, we're little, we are. We're, we're warrior princesses or queens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This is right. Evolve Women's MMA. And I am here. Well, today's guest is um, she's a mom of three, been married for a long time. And she um, enjoys the outdoors in various sports. She works at the Leahy Clinic here in Massachusetts um, as a medical technologist. And uh, she is working her way to her black belt. She's a first degree brown belt um, at Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu. And that's where I used to train. So we, I, I remember her starting when I was probably maybe a brown belt there. I'm not even sure. But um, I think the last I remember, she had her yellow belt. I'd like to welcome to the show the warrior princess. This is how I remember her, Zena Baldwin. <laughs> Hello and thank you. <laughs> That's great. Do you still get that from everybody who meets you the first time? Absolutely. <laughs> it's such a great thing. But name. it's fun. I know. It's fun. Um, it's funny, though, because everyone says warrior princess, but I'm just a tad older than that. So <laughs> <laughs> You're a warrior queen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I think this was, I was a brown belt at the time. And um, I just, I, I remember this being like a funny little story. I got, um, we had to do, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, it? It was a drill with a machete. And all of us who were like, you know, the black belts and the brown belts were all standing, you know, with uh, Sensei Ed, you know, and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to have all the white and yellow belts attack you guys and you have to disarm them. So one by one, um, there was all these attacks going and there was this one girl and I think her name was Caroline. I don't know. Do you remember her? <laughs> do you remember oh, Yes incident well i don't remember the incident but i do remember her she didn't stay very long i think she traveled abroad somewhere yeah exactly well this was the last day she was there <laughs> oh no <laughs> and she was wielding this machete around like a crazy girl like i mean like it wasn't like 50 percent. it wasn't even 80 percent. it was like a hundred percent oh and yeah yeah do you, I don't know if Thor it's slowly coming. Thor works there. And I just thought it was funny because it's like little Caroline going up against big old Thor and he's got his little hands full and I'm watching this and I'm thinking, Oh my God, she's like really small and he's a big guy. She's going to get hurt, you know? And he did his, right. he, he disarmed her, got her to the ground and stuff. But I'm thinking, 
oh God, what am I going to do with her? I'm like, I'm worried if, if I close on her hard because she's coming around like so nutty that I'm going to hurt her, you know? Right, and so then, right. so then it was, you know, Xena, the warrior princess was up and had to disarm <laughs> her or whatever. And you did fine too. Like you closed on her and you, you brought her to the ground and then it, it started to work its way. And then Ed called me out and I'm like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> And not that I was afraid or anything. It was just, she was just like wielding it around, like really nutty. And, and I mean, it's a real machete, only we had them taped up. Well, I go to close on her and I close and the, the butt end ricocheted and then hit me on top of the temple, just right above the eye and knocked oh me goodness. right on my ass. Do you remember this? I do. I do. My God. <laughs> and I was, I, I mean, I, I, it dropped me immediately. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. You know, and I was pissed because I was like, yeah, oh, you know, so I got up but and then you- I did it again and I closed and I, I, I took her down, but it was, you know, it was like, oh, I'm the brown belt too. You went, I, th- I don't know if you were yellow or white, you, you got her down and so did Thor. So the two gods and goddesses got her down. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I can't even handle little Caroline, you know? And oh, I, I was like, yeah. wow. And I had like a really bad black eye afterwards. It was all colors of the rainbow. But then there was a party that night. And I was really kind of PO'd, you know? But I guess she went to the party and she shit-talked me. Like she, t- she talked all about me saying, no, she's a brown belt. She should have been able to handle that and all this. And I'm like, the thing ricocheted, you know, like it hit me in the right. eye. It almost knocked my eye out. And well, things happen all the time in jujitsu, any type of martial arts. You just never know what to expect, really. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, this really bothered me. And I, and I didn't, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything. Like now that you've been there along, I'm, I'm going to be like hitting you up with the question, the next question. But I, I was like, wow, because I was a brown belt, I was working my way towards a black belt. And, yeah. and uh, I, um, I was like so angry and I just was like, oh my God, she's shit talking me to everybody in the, at this party and she wasn't there. So I couldn't even <laughs> confront her. She left. Uh, I never saw her there. again. But my lesson uh. from the whole thing was is protect yourself first. Don't worry about the little shit that's coming at you a hundred miles an hour. And, yeah. and you know, you have to protect yourself first. So that was exactly. my little lesson that I learned, but it took me all the way to Brown Belt. And she was my, my teacher and I have never forgotten that incident. And I was wondering, have you had anything like that happen to you since now you're a Brown Belt? Oh my God, every day. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One thing I absolutely have learned outside of protecting yourself, if you overthink it, you make it worse. You really do. You have to just approach it like you would approach anybody. I couldn't agree more. And that was definitely the lesson I got for sure. And yeah, it's, it's, it's um, funny. It's definitely funny in the fact that even today, we have a lot of big guys, and they're all different. And I have a lot of people always come up to me, not necessarily there, but um, outside of jujitsu, and they always say to me, "Aren't those like guys? Aren't they really big? You're so little. You're so petite. How can you even do it?" And I think to myself, 
it has nothing to do with my size whatsoever. <laughs> I, I'm just, or their size. How, how tall are you? Because I remember you being really tiny too. How tall are you? Five, two. And how much do you weigh, if you don't mind? About 120. Yeah, so you're a small girl. You're a small woman. And, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and you're going up against, well, Thor, well, he was a big guy. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. You know, you a couple hundred pounds. I don't know. He, He's a big guy. For sure. Like a couple hundred pounds, some of them, right? Six. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you have been there for how many years now? I can't even count. <laughs> I have no idea. I would have to say at least, let's see, my kids started at five. So they did, and they're, my oldest is 24. So, <gasps> and I probably started jujitsu probably about, I'd say about three years after they started. So yeah, good 20 years. Wow. That's a commitment. Yeah, That's like mad. Yeah, kind of. I, you know, I come and go. Um, I've had injuries. I'm actually just coming off of an, of an injury. Um, but um, I still keep going back. I'm in no rush to get my belt. I want to make sure that um, I do things right and I'm constantly learning. I'm not in a rush. I know some people are, but I'm not. That's great. Now yeah. you said you were injured. Was it due to your training or something else? It was training. Yes. <laughs> what happened? Always. Um, I was, we were on the ground and someone just happened to roll over me. Um, they rolled over me the correct way. My neck was not in the correct position. Um, I should have been a little bit more off my shoulder and I was on my neck. So um, it caused a little injury. I'm getting better, almost back. Just got back to doing kickboxing. So um, things are looking up. That's awesome. So you, your kids, um, how long did they end up training there? Did they, are they still there or um, have they kind of gone off and had other interests? They are no longer there. Um, they still utilize the lessons that they've learned. They've encountered several different things and they've learned from them and from what their training was. They were there for quite a long time. I, um, I believe all three of them, if I'm correct, were in the black belt club. They weren't all black belts, but you know how Ed had the black belt club for the younger kids? Yes. So they were striving to get to that point. I think they all ended up in the blues. Nice. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I think Ed still even had the black belt club for the adults because I know I was in some sort of black belt club because I didn't get my black belt there. I, um, right. I ended up leaving beforehand. But um, right. yeah, so I think, um, it, it, are you in a black belt like club now? Because I think Brown Belt no. put you in that. Yeah, no, um, he has not mentioned anything about that, but um, as far as I know, maybe mm -hmm. it's a big secret. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but I don't, get, I don't get too involved in the politics. So I go, I do my training, 
um, I have a life outside of jujitsu as well. That's awesome. How does it play? How does uh, your jujitsu life play in your outside life? Oh my God. Decision-making all the time, all the time. I think it teaches you, not only does it teach you a physical aspect, it teaches you a mental aspect. Mm-hmm. And I use that all the time. Can you give an example of how it would affect, you know, your choices and decision-making like uh, from the physical to the mental or a situation? Um, well, one thing for raising your children, uh, a lot of times they'll say and do things or even possibly get in trouble. And I think you have to sit back, stop, think about um, how you're going to react. Um, and I think that has helped a lot from jujitsu because you're, you've got to slow things down, not get super hyped up about things. And I think you get a clearer picture. And um, that has helped a great deal, a really great deal. I also use it, I'm outside a lot. I use it a lot while I'm walking. I'm always doing an, ex, you know, um, an escape route. Um, I walk in the woods a lot. I have two dogs. Um, I'm always thinking, um, always, like, if this situation happens, what can I do? How do I get out of it? Um, you think about it when you're driving, if this happens, especially now with, you know, carjacking and all that stuff. I mean, it's a real life thing out there. And um, I think it just really helps with um, focusing and slowing things down, trying not to get amped up over things um, and take a good, you know, get a good perspective of what's going on before speaking. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you kind of, I, I know for me, when I first started, I, I, it's like you develop a, a sixth sense of what's around you too. Like you notice things more of things to watch out for. Where's, where's an exit? Where's... Um, you know, what's that person over in that corner doing that looks like he's going to mug somebody <laughs> any second, you know, if you're, it's if you're so a woman true. alone, if you're a woman alone and you're out in, you know, getting, well, you work nights, right? I do. You work yes, nights. Yeah. So are you going into a parking lot by yourself at night when you leave your job? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you don't know if someone's lurking out there waiting. <laughs> you know? No. And I, I think one thing that jujitsu taught me and some people may think, um, Oh, with all this training, why would you do that? Is if you can walk away or remove yourself from the situation before it happens, that's your best bet. Absolutely. Or run if you can. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So there's no sense of staying in the fight. If you can get out way beforehand, you might as well. You know, some people might call it cowardness. Some people might, you know, call it other things, but it's really being smart. Yeah, learn learn not to fight. That's basically right. what you're doing. Yeah, I, I always kind of um, have, uh, you know, since since my training there too, I always kind of look at that as like, oh, it, it is best to avoid the fight and to walk yeah. away if you can, for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the, and, and having the confidence to know that you can, if you, if you had to. Yeah. And feel good about it. 
exactly. I know a lot of people don't feel good about it, uh, especially men. They want to be in the fight and they feel very um, cowardly if they don't. You know, to walk away is a huge thing to them. Wow. You find that at the gym, like some of the guys will talk about that when you're, when you're at the dojo? Um, you see it when they're testing. You see it when they're practicing. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll do a drill or whatever, and the guys are staying in, and you're like, man, they could have bailed out two seconds ago. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You know, and then they're going and going, and then everything falls apart. <laughs> It's it's, it's kind of interesting because there's definitely, I believe, there's definitely a, a difference in female and male training. And I think it's just biological, too. I think men are, are developed to be in the fight and women are not. So I think we think more cerebral about the whole thing, like, how can I get myself out of this situation or if you're in the situation, what would be the best way for me to get out of the situation? I think we're always thinking about getting out where I think guys sometimes get caught in the fight and they just want to end the fight with them being the winner. Oh, totally. The competition thing happening, the winner thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the, you know, Oh, I did it. I'm proud. I got this far, but yet, you know, the consequences from that could be huge. Yeah, especially if weapons are involved, which you still train in weapons. Um, yes. Has that changed since I've been there? Like, do you use automatic weapons now at mm -hmm. all? I know they're still um, realistic, but not real. <laughs> yeah, I just, I remember um, getting creative at some points too of using other items to disarm people uh, like, you know, magazines and um oh, what else do we use um you know like we'd look for surrounding things of, to disarm somebody that either had a knife or a club or a machete or or if they had a gun that was a whole other uh, oh yeah definitely has, the training's has, still there i don't think i think honestly i don't think it matters what weapon it is as learn as long as you have learned in practice the concept of how to disarm somebody, I think you could use any object and or yourself. So even like an automatic weapon, do you think it's the, still the same? I do. I think you still have to approach it the same way. Wow. I do. I think, I mean, yes, certain, it might not go the way you want it to go, but I think the concept is still there. You still have to approach it in the same manner. I mean, guns are different than knives, of mm. course, than clubs. I mean, they're all a little different, but the concept behind it, um, you know, uh, disarming the knife, um, you know, keeping yourself safe, uh, either controlling their situation or, you know, damaging them and moving on. But you always, when there's any time a weapon involved, you always want to disarm the weapon first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, have during your tests, you know, as, as they've gotten more intense leading up to your brown belt and they will towards your black belt, um, how have you fared? Like what were, were there any like uh, major 
kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe I just got through that or any stories about your, your training? I think every time I train and test, I sometimes surprise myself um, that how much more calmer I was. Um, that actually really surprises myself because I feel like I'm super ramped up, but it doesn't show that way. And um, so that actually surprises me a lot. Like, wow, I, I actually slowed myself down. I did the process, although I felt super ramped up. Um, I'm like, that went really well. Or I might do something, surprise myself because there was an opening and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. And it works. I'm like, wow. I can't believe that actually works. So I think every time I go and test, I'm in awe of, you know, what I just did. And I can't believe I actually did it to somebody who might be 200 pounds more than me. You know, since they all come down and they all fall hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So I noticed um, you had said too, like, um, that you were, you were, you know, one of your greatest challenges was dealing with maybe confrontation and, and you're still yeah. working on that. And, and um, how, how, I mean, do you feel really afraid inside? I mean, like, what do you do to kind of, especially when you're going against a big guy, like. I know I have, I, you know, I have a hard time working on the verbal. I, um, I, I guess I'm not very good at the cueing for verbal. And so when somebody is either yelling at me, I can feel my body just, you know, shaking, ramping up. And then I kind of, you kind of lose focus because someone's yelling, screaming or whatever. And um, I just have a hard time trying to get it out um, and try to use my words a little bit more. And that's what probably one of my biggest fears are, because when I hear other people do it, I'm like, wow, that was good how they said that. And I'm like, I can't do that. I don't know why. I'm having such a difficult time with that. Um, for our tongue tired. <laughs> I, I do too. I, I do too. For our listeners, one of the exercises, I, I if I recall, was um, bringing up the monster. Yes. Do, yes. And can you give us a little overview of what that is for our for our listeners? Um. Well, I think you've got to bring that inner monster out of you and it just makes you work better and I think you know it's so it's actually hard for me to do I'm a very calm person and to get to that point to get me to bring it out you know is hard it's still a challenge for me Um, I think a lot of times I have a laughing reflex so I can't get it out. It's just a nervous reflex that once I get to that point, I haven't figured out that to cross over and get it to work for me. It's just one of those things. And we have done uh, drills on that and I have the hardest time. I'm going to just go over what part of the drills are. So people kind of, um, they know what they are. It's a shouting drill too. Right. Like in, in a very aggressive, it's bringing up that super aggression, um, anger kind of, but then, and then being able to bring it up in, in the, the, you know, a split second, like the snap of a finger, but then also to be able to go back to 
that calm state. I think it came from um, James DeMille. He was one of Bruce Lee's um, uh, former students, and he really did a lot of work and training on it. And that's where Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu kind of got that monster kind of um, exercise from to bring that aggression up in, right. in, um, in the students. And we, and, and it's, I mean, Ed is the only instructor that I know of that has ever taught that specifically yeah. and, and made it part of the curriculum, which I think is a super thing for women because we just do not get that. We don't get it. No, I don't. <laughs> I have the hardest time doing it. And I had no problem doing it. <laughs> so there you go. But I, I That's a good thing. I, I never knew I had it. Right, right. Well, I think everyone has it. I think you have to tap into it. Some people have to tap into it more than others. Definitely. I, I, I see it like now, I think the generation that is up now, like because we have women's mixed martial arts, the, you know, the fighting in the UFC or, or in Bellator or Invicta FC, we see, you know, the women in there and they're experiencing that kind of, they have that kind of aggressive, competitive um, nature. And part of that is the monster, I think. And they're able to bring it up, which I think is a really yeah. good thing. Um, but what do you think about that now culturally? Do, and I, your kids, you, do you have girls or boys? I have two boys and a girl. And a girl. Mm-hmm. And so, they're afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Does she take after you or her dad? I think she's got a good mix, quite frankly. Dad can look the right way and everyone runs. So she's got a little bit of both, which is nice. It's good for her. It's really helping her out in her life. So, But the boys are funny because they're like, when Mariah yells, everybody disappears. And it's cute. Wow. I remember Mariah now. I remember her being this tiny little tot. And and, yep. and training at yeah I remember her training too and wanting to be in that she was the, she was young very young oh she was the youngest um, Ed let her in like she was four and um, funny to say this but uh, so Travis started at five Mariah started at four and Liam had to wait till he was five <laughs> <laughs> so does she play sports? And, and does she have that kind of still that ag aggressive kind of nature? Do you, do you think she has that monster kind of come out a little bit more than maybe even her mom? You? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. She is very competitive. She did play sports. Um, she's now graduating from college. So <gasps> I know. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Two more weeks and she's out of school. Wow. Um, yeah. So she definitely has that aggressive ability to um, speak out for sure. You got to admire it, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that. <laughs> I think it's just my nature. I think too, sometimes though, we learn things from our children. I mean, I have my kids, I have a, a boy and a girl, and I learned a lot from my daughter. And she more easily brought up her aggressive side, I think, um, 
over the years than I ever did as a young girl. And Mm -hmm. I think just it's maybe seen a little bit more now today where girls are allowed to play certain sports where they weren't allowed to maybe in my, well, there wasn't the options, I guess, when I was growing up. Um, So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but girls are kind of, have a little bit more choice at a younger age about, or, or role models or examples. Do you find that that's the case? Absolutely. I totally believe that. And actually, to tell you the truth, I think we as parents have instilled that in our girls. Because I think there are times when we were probably held back from saying or doing and we're at a we're at a point in our lives now where it's not that we don't care. We're like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm going out. I'm doing it. I don't really care what other people think. And I think we've had the opportunity to instill that in our girls. And our boys, too. But I think more our girls with telling them, you know, go ahead and do this. Go ahead and say that to get what you need or want. And I think it works. I think it's more for them than it was for us. Yeah, it definitely does. I think um, it's, it's more allowed somehow where I don't think it was. I mean... It, it's not that it wasn't, it just wasn't there, you know, the certain exactly. things weren't there. Exactly. Opportunities, maybe. Women yeah, there's definitely more opportunities. Women weren't seen as doing, cert, like, you know, being in a martial arts class, for instance, women weren't seen doing that. It was always for the boys <laughs> or men. Shelly, Shelly, believe it or not, I get that all the time why do you do that isn't that a male sport i get it all the time you wrestle with men you know and i'm thinking uh yeah it's probably it's the best thing honestly i love it i like the aggressiveness of it i learned so much i mean we're look we're we're looking at it in a martial arts point of view everybody else out there who's not involved in it has a different view on that what what do they say about it like um do they get um antsy about it like you're between a guy's legs oh i get it all the time you know they'll be like you're like in between some other guy's legs what does your husband think of it and i'm like my husband doesn't think anything of it and they're like oh come on and i'm like no he i'm coming home to him we have a wonderful relationship he would never step in the way of me learning something. And they're like, wow, I can't believe it. You know, and I'm like, you guys are just all thinking in the wrong way. That's, you know, that, that's such a, a, you know, a great testament to your relationship with your husband to be married. I mean, all this time and that hasn't become an issue because for many people it would become an issue. I know in my case, um, it, wasn't really an issue, but it did start out where um, I remember my my ex husband saying um, to me prior to me going to um, small circle jujitsu was he didn't want me to go to his gym because he didn't want me to be between other guys' legs. But I'm thinking I'm going to your gym. I, I would be between your legs probably training, <laughs> but that wasn't right. The right. Place. Um, right. 
so it, it was a problem and, and, you know, it's like, how do you, how, how did you keep that from not being a problem? Your, your husband, does he train in martial arts or no? No, he doesn't. But, um, like in every marriage, you have your ups and downs. So there was a point where the question of jujitsu came into play, but I, you know, I said, just like any other sport, it wouldn't matter what sport you're in. You're still in, if it's a co-ed sport, you're still involved in, um, female, male, male, female. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I think, um, I made a very strong point and this was something I wanted to do. And he sat back and he said, okay. And he actually came to some of the classes. He would just pop up. So I think he realized when he just popped up that there was truly a class going on, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that, I think that helped any type of insecurities that may have been there. Yeah. Cause trust is certainly an, a very important thing and it, and it keeps a marriage together. And when that trust is broken, um, you know, that doesn't work <laughs> in the long run. I know for True. me, you know, for me, um, part of it, my marriage failing was kind of in part due to um, my experience being, you know, training with other people and developing like a crush on uh, a guy and having an emotional attachment to a guy at the gym. And, right. and that played a role in, in my marriage ending. And I think it happens and because there is such close contact and because there is, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, um, you know, there's some sort of intimacy happening there that it, you get confused because of right. that fight or flight, hap you know, thing happening and, 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 it's not really addressed too much where you are training with men because you are in compromised positions, especially doing jujitsu, like um, the Brazilian jujitsu aspect of it, which is still jujitsu. It's not necessarily right. jujitsu, but um, right. I, I remember just silly things like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, like training, you know, like if you had your menses, like you're in the right. and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this class because I don't want anybody sure. smelling me. <laughs> you know? Right. Sure. Uh, my little secret, I tend not to go when it's that time period. So, uh, but I, you do feel a little awkward. Yeah. Like I remember telling the guys, I remember telling Ed and I think it was like Ricky Alford or something. And they were yeah. like, I told them, I said, oh, I don't want anybody smelling me. And they right. rolled, died right. laughing, like just right. hysterics dying laughing. I'm like, but that's a real thing for me. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I think it's a real thing for all women. And I don't think men understand that because they don't get it. I mean, they have BO. <laughs> true. <laughs> and they don't wash Very their gee. Thank <laughs> so you. I think, um, you know what, in doing jujitsu, I think it has, it has taught me a lot of things. And I think it teaches other people things, especially with um, men and women. Like you said, you're in compromised positions. And I think you have to have a, a good sense of humor 
and you and you need to let people know that you're about jujitsu, not anything else. This is this is a drill. This is how we learn. Um, and I think because I've approached because people have approached me, and you you get a sense of yeah, like they're testing me. And you know, you just have to be forward with them and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm here for the same reason you're here, and nothing more." You know, I think that that is a challenge and part of I think any martial arts when there's a close contact. Definitely, I I can remember being um, the other the other thing too injured by you know a guy. I mean, I blew up my knee. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and then that same guy came in and he almost blew up my elbow and then never came in again. Do you, have you run up against any of that? Like while you've been training, like somebody who's been way too rough, even when you've told them to stop. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know what I do? I don't work with them. Same here. Guy never came it's back. Just like, was... Right. It makes no sense. I mean, you're not there to kill the person. You're there to learn a you're there to learn to how to protect yourself. But there's definitely that challenge. I think men will challenge women to a certain degree. Like, oh, what is she doing here? She can't do anything. She can't hurt me. But as you know, and as Ed has taught and other people have taught, um, if you do the technique correctly, you do some distractions. It's all about helping yourself. It's all about saving yourself. You know, if you have to hurt them, you hurt them and you move on. It's just the way it is. I think it's um, it's your um, outlook on it. Definitely is. Now, was there ever a time where you felt, um, being a woman, that you felt kind of inadequate or that you were told, no, that you couldn't do anything? You couldn't do something that you really wanted to do? Um, sometimes in jujitsu, I can feel a little adequate, um, because I think men are better at certain things than women are. Um, but in other sports, yeah, I was told, um, you know, in other sports that I couldn't do it. And, um, because you're, you know, you're a girl basically, but, um, no, I, I've, I've done a lot. Matter of fact, I wanted to play baseball for the longest time when I was a young girl and it finally came around that girls were allowed in and I stepped right up and played and you know, they still challenge you back then too. <laughs> I think it's hard for women. <laughs> and you just did it anyways. You were like, hell, I'm I gonna, did it I'm... anyways. Where I might do you... not have been that good, but hey, I did it. Where, where do you think that, that came from, that, that core strength? Because right now, I mean, when you were saying you, you have that fear of confrontation, but I'm like, you're confronting stuff right there. Yeah, I think it's more on a physical than a, uh, more physical than a verbal. Hmm. But that's probably why I get all these injuries. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think um, I've always been... I've always been that way. Like if someone says I can't do it, I will try my hardest to do it. And I think it's the challenge of it. And I think because um, people, and I'm sure you've come across this, people will judge you for how tall you are, how short you are, how heavy you are, how teeny you are. 
um, and it's always a challenge because people always say, oh, you can't do that. And then, you know, you do something and like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, so I've just always had that about me that I'm going to go out and do it regardless. Well, that's awesome. That's great. Um, you know, your kids must be like, wow, mom's doing it. <laughs> My kids are hilarious. They're so funny. I actually get them to do things. And then, um, like I had told you, um, the uh, Tough Mudder, um, I'm doing that with my whole family. Uh, we tend to do something together in that aspect every year. That sounds like a blast. I, I did it, I think, maybe two years ago. And um, I usually do the mud runs. There, there was um, one of the guys that trains with me um, in my boot camp. And he, he'll, he'll get an inkling. He'll be like, oh, I want to do this. And then he'll come to me. He's like, you want to do it? And I'm like, he's twisting my arm. And I was like, I don't want to get all dirty. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but we it's had a fun. blast. Yeah. It's teamwork, and I think uh, my family has actually appreciated. One year we didn't do it, and they were all over me about it. Like, why aren't we doing this? And I'm like, are you guys serious? You complain every year. <laughs> but it's family time. We have a great time together. It's fun. That sounds awesome. That's a great uh, family experience, too. You guys will come away with that with a, a lot of, a lot of uh, good stories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. And it, you know what, in the long run, it also gets them to prepare for it, eat well. Um, and I've seen over the years, especially going through their teenage years, they don't want to do anything. And now they're doing their own lives. And they're asking their friends to go hiking, biking, mud races. And I'm like, it worked. <laughs> Do you feel like you're you're missing out on stuff now because they're they're kind of in their own lives and and um, you're kind of like okay now what's what's next for me? Um, I'm not missing out at all. They're always in contact with me. Um, believe it or not, I think they like us. <laughs> um, we have a great relationship with our children. Um, I think at one point I was a little sad because at some point you do have to let go. And I think that's hard for all parents at a certain point, especially when your oldest leaves the nest. But from there, I've taken it as a blessing. I've given them my values. Um, I've given them an education. I've taught them about nutrition. I've taught them about exercise, housework, how to cook. Now they're going out and they're doing all that stuff. And I'm like, fantastic. And they'll come home and they'll say, I can't believe these people don't know how to do their laundry, you know? And I'm like, it worked. And it was hard during those years, but now it's paying off. And I'm so excited for them to go out and do their own journey and adventure in the world. Yeah, it is exciting. My kids are grown too, and they're out leading their lives. And um, my son's still involved in in martial arts. My daughter um, lives out in Chicago, and and she she's doing um, of all things pole dancing, and she's really good oh, that's at cool. it. Yeah, isn't that cool? I that I would have. Cool. She was always the one that would try and want to try all these like very unique things. She's the one that actually got me into. Uh, the martial arts years ago, and your kids got you into the martial arts. Yes, yeah. 
you learn a lot from your children. Absolutely. Um, I, I sometimes wonder who's the parent, <laughs> you know, who's parenting who. <laughs> That's know? so true. <laughs> very true. Very true. So did you find social media with your kids growing up to be an issue? Absolutely. Um, I think the kids, all parents and kids, um, we had somebody who helped us along, which was kind of nice in the social media aspect. But um, especially when our kids were just starting out, social media just started out, and it's just so much to monitor, and it's not being monitored. Mm. And kids are, you know, getting involved in things that are way beyond their years. And um, we had our own little issues, and um, our kids learned from them. For the longest time, though, we wouldn't allow them on social media. That backfired a little to us, but now as they're older, they're saying, you know, it was probably a good idea. Do you think um, you utilized any of your martial arts training to kind of, um, you know, keep them away from certain things or put in some, some sort of, I mean, there really weren't that many systems in place to, to keep the kids off. You could block things, but. Right. Right. Um, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Um, I think just, you know, thinking about situations and stepping back, um, probably getting them involved in things so that they weren't sitting in the computer. <laughs> was huge. I mean, they still did martial arts back then. So um, I think that helped. I think keeping the kids in sports and parenting and being around, I know it's hard though, because both parents are working today and mm. kids sometimes need to find their own way to get places. And it's just so easy to get involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Do you find that, um, you know, being involved in the martial arts too has helped you, you know, keep your family life? I mean, you look at <clears throat> um, I, people staying together in their marriages and stuff. Did you feel like that, that because you had your outlet, your husband had his outlet, the kids were also involved in martial arts, that that kind of contributed to your staying together as a family unit? Because you've been married for at least 25 years or so, right? Oh yeah, 27. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, to yeah. have, you don't hear that too much nowadays. Mm -hmm. I definitely think so. Um, it definitely gave me an outlet, especially when the kids were young, because you know, you're, you're doing a lot as a parent. And I think um, everyone needed an outlet. And for me, I always need a physical outlet. Um, I like the running, I like, you know, sports and stuff. So for me, it really worked well. Um, and my husband has his own outlet. And like I said, the kids had their own outlet. So I think it did help, honestly. Mm. That's great. Um, did you find that, um, you know, how, how has it like, you know, you having that outlet, has it enriched your, your, life long term, you know, where you're not getting bored in your relationships or you're not losing sight of, um, 
you know, your, your marriage vows. I mean, there's just so many, so much room when people go off in different areas of, of other things coming in and complicating things in your lives. And, and, um, you know, do you have a good neighborhood structure or, you know, like, or a good support system, family, um, you know, what attributes have, have helped you have that long-term, um, relationship and keep it where, where today, I mean, marriages break down. I mean, like there's 50, I think it's like 50% of marriages don't let, you know, don't make it. It's, it's staggering. So true. It's staggering. So true. I think, um, communication is the number one key. That's so funny We've that always, you say that because you're, you yeah. know, like you're, you're, you said confrontation wise, you don't like commun- you know, you, you don't have the, the voice. How do you do that? Zena, help I us know. out. Help us lay I think, out. I think communication is, is absolutely the key. For me, um, sometimes I have to think about how I want to approach the subject um, so yeah, I get a little, um, I probably get a little uptight, a little nervous, and eventually it comes out. Sometimes it doesn't come out the way I want it to, but it comes out and then it creates a discussion. And, um, we've used that since day one. Um, like, you know, all marriages, they have their ups and downs. Yeah. You know, you can go through periods of hating each other. You can go through periods where life is just wonderful. Um, so I, I honestly think communication is a big key. And some, I think you have to work on it on a daily basis, honestly. And my husband and I are very, you know, there are times when, you know, I might be upset with him. There's times when he's upset with me. There may be a few days that go by and then we just kind of finally break down and blurt it out if we have to. Um, and also, we're really good friends, so I think that helps as well. Yeah, it sounds realistic. Yeah, I mean, every like I said, you have your ups and downs, so it's not all, you know, sunshine. Right. But for the most part, it is. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds realistic like, where today there's so many options for people that, um, you know, to... Oh, if you're not if you're not creating your own reality, <laughs> um, you know, you create your own reality or something like that, and and it could take you into other things of feel good emotions, and you're just you know being guided by the feel good emotions instead of sticking to your guns and honoring you know vows and 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 um, being um, I'd say dealing with the, you know, the, the, the hard stuff and saying, okay, we got to sit and look at this and say, Hey, this isn't working for me or it's not working for you, but how do we kind of keep it? So it does because we still love each other and we want to make this work. I mean, is that part of your process of maintaining your relationship? Oh, absolutely. Um, another key factor is compromising. (laughs) (laughs) You, You definitely have to give and take for sure. Definitely. You know, there's some, some days I might not want to do something other days. He might not want to do something or there's a subject matter we may or may not want to talk about, but you got to compromise. 
you got to come to a compromise on certain issues and subjects. And if you don't do that, I can see where parts of your marriage can fail. It can't be all one way. Yeah. Do you find the metaphors um, come, come to life with um, your martial arts training too, with, with, um, within your marriage? Cause you've been, I mean, you've been training for, you know, a lot of years and that's a kind of a commitment right there too. It's a, it's a different kind of commitment, but I mean, you've been at it for a, a very long time. I have. And um, yes, I do. I think so. Absolutely. I, I think a lot of things entwine, believe it or not. And I, I may not be able to explain it, but I know they're there. Um, just, and the other thing is, is if I go to kickboxing or jujitsu, I actually come home and say, hey, honey, I learned this cool thing. You want me to show you? And he'll be like, no, thank you. I've already been hurt. Or, um, uh, oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. So you got to bring you got to bring your other life into the picture and um, he'll do the same thing. He'll come home from work or something or, or uh, he likes to play racquetball. He'll come home from racquetball and say, Oh, this funny story happened or we did this or Hey, he did this ultimate serve and this is how we did it. So we're constantly um, bringing subject matter to the table. And I think uh, between our marriage, our, my long commitment to jujitsu, his commitment to his other things. I think we kind of brought them all together. So you're keeping everything new then, like, like as you, you, uh, you said something to the effect of keeping things new, you know, every day, like every day is a new beginning. Do you have that kind of philosophy in your head? Like when you wake up in the morning, this is a new day and I'm starting out fresh all the time. Yes, I try to, <laughs> definitely, because you know what? It is a new day, and I can, if I made a mistake yesterday, then today I can learn from it and move forward. I try not to hang in the past. I try to move forward, and I think my husband does the same thing. Uh, he's a little slower at it than I am, but he gets there. Do you find if you haven't dealt with whatever the issue, like say if you had an issue, you know, like you made a mistake or, or something irked you and it isn't resolved and you keep moving forward that it, um, you know. It, it can fester. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Fester. Fester. <laughs> Uncle Fester. I think, at, <laughs> I think at some point you have to come forward and definitely talk about it yeah in order to move forward in a healthy right. kind of way yeah for sure absolutely and mental well-being and um and all that yep absolutely i think you have to be for me anyway in my marriage um first of all we're best friends so even if we get mad at each other in our marriage, we're still kind of best friends. So, um, you know, so knowing that we never can actually stay that mad at each other for a long time because we'll crack a joke mm -hmm. and or um, physically go out and walk and the next thing you know, you know, we're talking. 
So um, I think the being friends, I think having a long-term commitment to each other, communicating, bringing something to the table on a daily basis, even if it's a thank you for doing the dishes for me or whatever, I think those all help a healthy marriage. Definitely. Do you see like um, in your training um, at all, like um, either inside, say at the dojo, because I, um, issues with couples or do people talk about it on the mat, like that they're having struggles in their own marriages or, or even outside, like say in, in your, you know, your work life, um, and then you kind of have to separate yourself because, you know, like you, I think as a martial artist, you, you know, like, okay, that's an area I'm not going to, you know, go into, I'm going to avoid that. Cause right. I, I know you had said, I don't get involved in the drama at the, you know, at the place. Try not to get involved. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, not too many people at jujitsu talk about their family life, except for, you know, like, oh, my kids are doing good, so forth and so on. Kind of small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, People from work, I've had people approach me about certain things, um, and I try not to get involved, but if they ask for my advice, I'll certainly give it from my point of view. But like I tell everybody, you know, you're, you're, you're different than I am, so you can take what I say and put it towards how you want to use it. Mm. Um, But I do think sometimes people, especially the younger people, because I'm working with a lot more younger people, you know, they're getting married, they're having children, and where you and I have already been through that, we have experiences and um, some wisdom. Mm. And I think, you know, they'll come forth and they'll they'll talk about certain things. And I kind of sit back and just say, well, you probably should talk about it you know, or even seek counseling because counseling can truly help. Um, And there shouldn't be a stigma with it either um, because it's your marriage, nobody else's marriage, you know. Um, And I've had people say, oh, thank you, Zena, so much for, you know, giving me your opinion. And I'm like, hey, no problem. (laughs) You ask, I'll tell. (laughs) Yeah, right. And, And I can imagine, you know, it's, it's good for people to hear, you know, okay, how do you keep a successful marriage going, you know, for a long period of time, especially in this day and age of, um, you know, where relationships break down. And, and I think, you know, in, in, in your training, in your martial arts training, it it gives you, um, uh, this, uh, idea of, of maintaining your values and, and in maintaining your integrity maintaining um those you know maybe vows that you took um because it's it you're relating it back to your home life and you want to live by that instead of moving away from it and just you know not being honest with your your spouse or you know keeping secrets or you know which some people you know they they end up doing and and it's and, and then it diminishes that relationship somehow so when people ask, you know, oh, how could you do like what you do being a martial artist? You're like, you must be on some level. Well, this is also protection, self-protection 
in a physical, like, you know, but how often do you really think you're going to get harmed out there, but also living by those virtues within your own structure of your life in, 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 in your own family and stuff, I think is hugely important, but is often not talked about. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. I think for us, um, you know, I've been doing martial arts for some time and our marriage has been together for some time that I think it kind of all blends together to tell you the truth. Um, and like you said, the values of both come into play. Most certainly does. And it's, it seems funny to me. Cause I, I mean, I've heard over the years, like I, I know some people that have struggled and they have maintained their, their marriage, but it's pretty, um, it's been toxic. Um, and then they, they still work it out somehow. And other people have overheard, you know, their arguments or their, their, um, you know, drama and they will speak poorly about them as, you know, as being married when, when truly they're, they're still together. They work it out. Nobody knows what goes on inside it, but they right. do that martial arts kind of mentality is like, no, I'm completely loyal. I, I, to, to my spouse, even though I might have these trials and tribulations during it, but they don't, they stick with it. And, and, and then I think in the long run, you, um, there's a balance. I mean, in my, you know, I know in your training, you've, you've learned balance because you have to be off balance when you're being attacked multiple times by different, different people. So it, it kind of plays out. This is the beauty of martial arts, I guess, is, is it plays out. You're practicing with an opponent, but then you're in your home and you sometimes have, you know, your, your kids and your, your spouse, sometimes they feel like opponents too. And you're like, okay, how do I stay me right. in this and, and still grow and be happy and, and enjoy my life and, and, but maintain those, those values. And do you right. find that you're, you're con you, you have come up against any in particular values that have really kind of shined through in, in your, intimate relationship as well as was maybe, you know, a lesson or a ha moment w when you were training kind of, uh, you know, any metaphors between the two or. Um, that's a good question, Shelly, because I have to think about that um, because I've been doing them for all so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of them is your reaction is, you know, in jujitsu, you you want to stay calm, and you want to you want to react at first, but you don't want to react in a um, toxic sense, should I say? Um, well, maybe with emotions kind of, emotions that are un um, unatt unattainable. Is that right? I, like the emotions that are kind of free flying, like kind of like my little story about Caroline, <laughs> you know, she's yes. a wild yes. animal going all over the place. <laughs> right, right. You know, because your kids could come home and they're, you know, they're, you know, talking a mile a minute because this issue came up and they claim you're not listening or whatever, or, you know, um, something between you and your husband are going on. And I think 
one of the things I've learned is honestly is to react, but don't react, react in a positive manner or stop and listen first. Like, you know how um, you have to like, you listen, um, oh, what's the, what's the, uh, I think I'm trying, well, um, maintain contact. You always want to maintain contact. Sticking. Yeah, you want to stick. So you, you want them and you're, you're constantly reading. You're reading motion. You're reading emotions. You're reading body language. So I think that actually has helped me because, you know, when someone's coming in and they're all blah, 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 you know, you're reading their whole body language. You're reading their emotions. So I can kind of process process it and then react on that. And I think that has helped me. So and so when someone's jumping in and yelling at me or questioning me, I'm not jumping back at them and yelling at them and questioning them, kind of reading the situation first. And I think that's important. And I think I've learned that from jujitsu to read the situation, stay in contact, stick to them, um, get out when I can. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when when you were when you're working, I I part of um the questionnaire I sent out to you, you um I I asked to tell a story on your journey, you know, because it's not just you know, um you know your recreational, which is the the uh, jujitsu, your relationships and your marriage, your kids. Um, then you have your health and you have your career and. You know, you went for, um, maybe you went for an interview for a management position. And, I um, did. And I, 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 I asked about the experience of failure. And, and oftentimes, even during our martial arts training, I can remember testing not once, but maybe two times or three times before I got like a certain belt. So there was like, it, it taught you to deal with failure, but then also to come back and keep trying, kind of like you know, an Edison thing, <laughs> you know, keep trying and that bulb is going to get lit up or something. Um, so true. So when you, um, you know, were going for that interview, what was happening there and, and, you know, what's the next step, I guess. So I had an interview. Um, I actually did it twice. Um, the first time I learned a lot from it. I didn't get what I was looking for, the physician. So I learned, I prepared myself a little bit more, and then I went for it again a few years later. I still didn't get the position. Now, I was totally upset about the whole situation, and like any other person, you want to, you know, blame other people for it, but, you know, I had to look at the mayor and say, okay, I didn't get the position, I'm not sure what they're looking for. I asked for feedback. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get any feedback, so I'm not sure from their point of view on certain things, but I just kind of looked back and said, you know what, I thought I could be a good manager, and there's just probably qualities that um, maybe I don't have. 
So I just kind of re-examined myself and said, well, this is a good challenge. I can probably uh, develop a little bit more in certain areas. Um, that was a few years ago, and now um, we're in the present. And now I'm thinking back, and I always do this, and I don't know why, but I said, you know what? Maybe that was a great decision on their part because now I'm doing other things and I've learned from it and I have, I've developed a different part of my life that I'm actually enjoying more than probably being a manager and um, spending more of my time at my job than spending more time at my family. So good things actually came out of it. That's so cool. To me, my failure actually became a positive. And I also know that, you know what, I'll probably, I've been at my job just as long as I've been doing my marriage and jujitsu. And I figured, you know what, it's let the young people come up, let them get the experience. I'm just going to do my job, enjoy what I do, still be my best, and take more energy and put it towards my family, my friends, my marriage, you know, do ultimate vacations or whatever um take more out of life in that aspect that sounds beautiful um it sounds like a lot of practice <laughs> uh well when you fail at something i think it's very hard on your i think you're very hard on yourself number one and i think you have to take some type of positive out of it to move forward and you know I had a great support. My kids were here. My husband was here. I had friends here. Um, they all said, you know, you know, Zena, we think you'd be good at this, but we don't know the circumstances in your institution. Um, there's other things that you can do with this. If you really want to pursue it, you know, there are other things you can do. You could go back to school. You can do this. So I had to really stop and think about what did Zena really want to do with her life? And is this the moment I want to do it or do I want to take a different path? And I chose to take a different path at this point. So what's, what's next for, for you? Like as you move forward, uh, I know I hear that, you know, the trips with, with, with the husband and, and, and all yeah. that, but like uh, say in your martial arts, uh, you're moving forward to maybe get your black belt after you fully healed from your injury. Um, how do you see that going, you know, long, long term once you get your black belt? <laughs> I think once I get my black belt, I'm still going to practice jujitsu because I love the institution. I love what it stands for. I think it keeps me honest. I think it brings things to the plate that I have to learn about. So for me, it's a continuous journey in martial arts. Um, I know some people get their black belts and they're done, but I don't foresee that at all. Um, I think eventually my husband and I have always toyed with the idea of somehow creating our own business. Um, that's certainly out there. Um, don't know if we'll do it, but we, we think about it all the time. So you never know that could come at some point in our life. Um, and just learning, 
just keep learning, learning who I am. I don't think I know everything about me yet. <laughs> wow, that's that's great. So it, it is all about the journey. <laughs> that's for it is, sure. It is. That's yeah. fun stuff. You know, I, I'm still learning about myself and what I can and can't do. And, you know, learning about my husband, learning about my children. And, oh, my children are, I think they're teaching me so much from their perspective. Um, and I don't know if you've known this. I've had this, I've had this thought, you know, when you're a kid, um, you don't really think too much of your parents, but now that I'm a parent, I think about how my parents parented and how we're parenting. I mean, we're still learning as parents how to parent and it just blows my mind. The things that our parents did for their reasoning behind it. And then, you know, you raise your own children and you, think of the reasons behind why you're doing it or how did your parents come to that, you know, decision. And it's constantly a um, insight for me. And I'm constantly thinking about that. It, it blows my mind because now my kids are getting older and they're doing things. They're not parenting at this point, but they're learning how we've done certain things. And it's the circle is incredible to me anyways. I'm just in awe with the whole thing. And uh, one of the quick little things that I always think about is around Christmas time, as kids, we were very fortunate. We always got presents and gifts and not just one or two. We got a lot. And my parents weren't wealthy by any means. And I can remember um, having children, the beginning of having the children and thinking about Christmas time, thinking I was in such awe of how did my parents do this? Because now we're faced with that challenge. And my kids to this day always go, how did you guys do this? And I'm like, oh, when you get to that point, you'll figure it out, you know. But it, it just, it's such a circle of life. It's incredible. And I think about that with everything because now I think about it with jujitsu. When I see new people come in and they're white belts and they're learning and they think about, wow, look how far I've gotten. And I'm so excited to see how far these people get and I can help them, you know, contribute to their journey as much as they're still contributing to my journey. Absolutely. It's it's such an amazing journey when you're involved in martial arts and you keep training and learning new things. I've I've come across like, you know, some some people that I used to train with and have met up with them and and they're still involved in it and I'm like, "Wow, that's so awesome." Um it's it's right. a lifelong journey. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Well, I want to thank you for joining us, um, joining me today on my show. This was really great to get a chance to, to catch up with you, Zena. Um, I, I wish you well on your, your continued journey being um, a martial artist, become, you know, being the brown belt, moving into your black belt, and then whatever else life has to offer you. You sound like you've um, really made a beautiful life for, you, for yourselves. I mean, I haven't seen you in probably close to 20 years, I think. I know. And, we have to get and, together. Yeah. And, and, and just um, hearing all the wonderful things that you're doing, you know, and, and how your life has unfolded for you and you're happy, you're truly happy in it. 
um, with all the, you know, the ups and downs and, and all the, the experience of life, but then also even too, did you, you know, ever see yourself as a martial artist before you even began, before you brought your kids into that studio? Never. That's the great part about it. <laughs> That's the same thing for me. My kids were like, they were the catalyst for me and, and my ex-husband actually getting right. involved in martial arts. And um, we're still, you know, evolved all, all those separately, but uh, all of us are still, you know, still training in it. It, it was, it was definitely, you know, one of those wonderful things. And, and the journey is still, you know, it's still moving forward. <laughs> like, it is. And, and I, I just, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I uh, will have to get together outside of here at some point too. Yes, absolutely. And I just love your um, Evolve uh, Bootcamp. Is it called Bootcamp or it's just Evolve? It's Evolve Bootcamp. Yeah, that's my, that's my word. I don't know. I've, I've used that for a lot of different things over the years because I always felt like I was evolving into the best possible yeah. version of myself. Hence, you know, what's, what's going on with this podcast. It's, it is about like, you know, female fighters and, and, um, um, but not necessarily the fighter that we see maybe in the UFC or, um, you know, women, that, I mean, that, that are actually out there doing something on a male platform. It's just the, the behind the scenes, what, what we're doing, how we actually even as mothers um, paved the way for those women that are fighting now in that cage, because we did. And oh yeah, we opened, you know, every little bit when we got involved in martial arts, our daughters saw us, you know, and, and it allows for opportunities that are happening now for women that weren't even like, weren't there. We didn't see the, you know, we didn't see these things um, growing up. And so when you don't see something, you don't think it's, it's an opportunity for you or you don't have a role model. You just, you know, you, you kind of have to see things out there that, that, Oh, wow. I could do that. Oh, I'm going to try that. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I just love watching them. I wish I could get up that early, quite frankly, cause I'd be joining you, but it's a little <laughs> too early for me. <laughs> Sometimes it's early for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I give you a lot of credit. I think you're doing wonderful things and thank you so much. Thank you. So if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe or download us at iTunes. And um, maybe if you're looking for um, somebody to train with or you're interested in getting martial arts, I'm sure Zena would welcome you at Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu. Absolutely. Again, take care. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.